Welcome to the Vet Podcast by the Vet Gurus, Brendan and Mark. Get ready for the latest veterinary news, information and entertainment. Don't forget to visit us at the Vet Gurus website, vetgurus.com. Now, sit back, relax, it's over to the Vet Gurus, Brendan and Mark. Welcome to the Vet Podcast, Brendan here with Mark and live, recorded live, episode 323, a conference wrap. Um, it is Thursday the 29th of November 2023. Mark, as you can hear, my voice is a tad raspy and that's because I've had lots of fun. It has been lots of fun, Brendan. We have um, spent the last three and a half days with our friends, with our colleagues, um, with our tribe at the uh, UPAV conference for those overseas, um, uh, the unusual pets and avian vets special interest group of the AVA have their conference. They had their conference in Sydney this year, and there were what would they, I think there were ninety odd uh, delegates, a good decent crowd. There was um, a nurse stream. Um, on the Monday, and of course, the uh, no wonder you've got a. I'm not surprised <laughs> that you have a, a uh, slightly croaky voice after the very intense Monday evening uh, 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 unusual quiz. You and Robert smash it out every time. Well, we might talk a little bit about the quiz at attend later, Mark. But yes, yeah, the unusual pet and avian veterinarians annual conference, and I, I think we're up to what number. 18 or something like that conference 19 or so Um, and yeah great time was had by also the plan with our main topic this week is no news Um, the news items will be a little bit of a rundown of the conference and I think you and I will pick through the eyes and the ears Mm -hmm. (laughs) of some of the presentations and I mentioned it. Sorry to break in there. I mentioned at the end of the conference, Mark, um, to to the um, people that were left there. um, Some had to leave early to catch flights. um, That there wasn't one dud presentation this year, and unfortunately, sometimes you have a conference where either the presenter wasn't very good or the actual topic was, well, put it mildly, a load of crap. Um, This year. (laughs) All of the presentations were not only presented very well, but they were they were great topics. And and part of that is because um, uh, the conference committee has banned me from making any presentations, <laughs> and I didn't present either <laughs> this year. So yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I agree with you entirely. I think the uh, the sophistication of the topics, the spread of the topics. Um, the ethics of the topic struck me, Brendan. Um, those uh, features made it a very entertaining couple of days. And, and I, I know we'll pick out uh, the ears and eyes of some of the, uh, the presentations that were made, but I've struggled to, put, to not uh, mention anyone in particular because they were all outstanding presentations. Yep, they certainly were. And speaking of the dinner, Mark, uh, <laughs> do you want to... Um, let our listeners know what the story is with the dinner and what is it about this quiz that you mentioned that um, that made a return this year. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do it from my perspective, Brendan. I think that 
the characteristic, one of the characteristics of our Australian conferences is their, their relatively laid-back nature. They're, 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 everyone is pretty chill. But one of the things that happens at the dinner is that there's a whole bunch of people who are not connected very well, you know. They, they see each other irregularly. And one of the best icebreakers I know is the, the uh, unusual quiz. And so it's wonderful how you and Robert... Do all the it's just, people don't realise I see it, but not everyone sees the extensive preparation that goes into the unusual quiz. It's a it's a bit of a perverse, trivial pursuit style quiz, trivia quiz. Um, but geez, it doesn't matter how much you know, how much trivia you know, you're never going to get the uh, answers to the unusual quiz. But it does spark a discussion on each of the tables, and before the evening's done. People that didn't know each other know quite a lot about themselves. Perhaps too much, <laughs> especially too much about the um, actual quiz masters. Masters is probably not not the exact word. Well, 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 there was only nine questions in the quiz. What was your favourite this year? Well, my favourite was probably not unsurprising a question that um, was about me. <laughs> <laughs> As a few of them were, um, because yeah, the, the reason why we have the unusual quiz is to act as an icebreaker, as you mentioned. But also, we make sure that the questions nobody can Google them um, because they're they're impossible um, to answer. They definitely are unwillable. Well, having said that, uh, there was a couple of tables that did quite well this year. But my favourite question was the one that. Um, pondered the question or asked the question um, what country was I kicked out of with an armed escort um, and we had choices A to D or so wasn't it Mark um, and, um, A to D there was um, there were the North Ireland yeah Northern Ireland um, Iraq Iraq Syria um, what else do we Can't have on there the, the, the... Um, USA or Mexico or something or other. Mexico, um, yeah. So, and it was a true story, Mark. And um, the, the 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 as you know, I tend to carry on a bit with some of my stories and embellish them, and we'll be here all night if I um, tell you the full story. But yeah, I did try and I did try and sneak into Syria, Mark, <laughs> um, from a, a tiny little border town in Turkey um, without any form of visa and um, probably not a, um, a, a very sensible thing to do. Oh, you were young and foolish and you were just looking for the exercise. Now I'm just old and foolish. Right? <laughs> yes, um, so I, I, did, I did get kicked out of Syria and... Um, if I remember correctly, n- nobody got that right. No um, table. I'm not sure. I, I, actually, I think at least one table did, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, a couple did guess it. Um, so, yeah, so that's the sort of questions we have and, and part of the fun of our conference, I think, Mark, and the um, exotic vets worldwide, I think we're just a pretty chilled group, aren't we? Um, not just the Australian group, but um, as we were chatting during our prep phase of this, um, this episode, Mark, um, that... It's a different feel to the exotics conferences um, compared to, say, going to a, a traditional, you know, small animal conference or the um, business group conference, veterinary conference, or the ophthalmologist or the orthopods, etc. Um, they're a little bit 
too serious for me, Mark. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we had a great time. So that was, um, you know, the social aspect was fantastic. And as, as usual, that's for me, that's the main reason why I, I love attending conferences, especially that this particular one is because we get to catch up with old and new friends, man. But, but, and I'm exactly the same, but the icing on the cake is the quality of the presentations and the topics that were covered. Um, so, so which, like, I, I defy, I don't think there's any reason for us to try and, but just what was one of your highlights? Let's just pick a few of them, Mark. Um, well, our good friend Robert um, Johnson, who, who was co-presenter of the quiz with, with myself, Mark, um, a little 10 minute 15 minute presentation on snake the overview of snake bite and venomation in humans worldwide and it was very revealing wasn't it it was astounding the number of people who who um, are bitten um, from snakes worldwide um, especially in some countries such as India um, and the number of deaths mark it's um and it's a characteristic of the unusual conference um, that uh, that these sort of peripheral, very interesting and pertinent topics are covered, and and Rob Robert, of course, has some uh, very personal experience, having uh, been um, bitten at the end of a Friday by a, a recovering eastern brown snake. He was in hospital for a while and made a sterling recovery, but he speaks with authority on the significance of uh, snake bites, and that experience led him to work with um, uh, with um, some people from the UN who are working to decrease the number of snake bites worldwide. Yeah, exactly, and he had some fantastic statistics in his report, and... Um 2011, the WHO, the World Health Organization, listed 17 diseases which they wanted to prioritise as neglected tropical diseases, and they've added they've added snake bite to that mark. Um, and the ex um, Secretary General of the um, WHO, Kofi Annan, um, a quote Robert had was the biggest global health crisis you've never heard of is snake bite envenomation in, in humans, Mark. So, uh, you know, one of, as we said, many um, fantastic presentations there. Um, and and he went through the, some of the stats there. And um, it's, you know, economic um, and social issues, Mark, the snake bite, not obviously the medical issues as well, um, because a lot of the countries where people are working in agriculture, if they're bitten by a snake and they are not killed by that snake, they're often um, incapacitated and the whole family cannot earn a living there, Mark. Um, so um, a fascinating um, report, Mark, and, and very well presented. I, I really enjoyed Robert's um, presentation. There was a bit of a theme, Brendan, not a not a, a chosen one, but um, but it did come across several of the presentations, the discussion about um, antimicrobial stewardship and yes. antimicrobial resistance. Yes, yes, and um, well, as you say, there was a, 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 at least one specific topic on uh, presentation on that, but but several of the other other presentations. Um, had that as a as a partial um, 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 a little subtext within their within their presentation as well, Mark. So yeah, they were great, and, and you know the main one was presented by 
by um, Melinda Cowan and, and um, Amy uh, Clark, and it was literally titled Antimicrobial Stewardship in Avian and Exotic Pets, and you know, the usual don't, you know, don't splash around um, um, the, the antibiotics that we should be splashing around, like the um, enterofloxacins, etc., and um, a very well measured and thought out um, and thought provoking um, presentation to slap us on the wrist mark and, and tell us not to splash around antibiotics because of the concerns of um, uh, resistance um, globally and, and the impact on human and animal health with um, with um, anti antibiotic resistance. And one of the other characteristics for me of the uh, UPAV conference has been the um, the the combination of uh, um, of uh, a variety of topics, but almost invariably there's some real gems of new information. And uh, 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 Josh Linus presented on um, fungi that he was seeing in uh, reptiles in um, southeastern Queensland, and there were a number of new species that he'd identified as. Uh, as potential uh, pathogens in in uh, those reptiles. Yep. Again, another excellent presentation and some great little um, um, case reports. Basically, he had um, he had, had three cases there um, um, of of these different types of fungi that have been identified, including a you know one of the variations on the on the what we used to call the yellow yellow fungus disease in, in our, our bitter dragons, Emma. Um, and, I mean, the thing I like about um, a lot of the presentations is they're very practical and they're sort of practitioner-oriented. Um, they're not just um, theoretical presentations or, you know, somebody's minor thesis or a PhD sort of um, thing. They're, they're real-world examples of, of animals, you know, and, and, and I, love, I love it when... Um, the presenters get up and say, you know, um, I, I had here's a, here's a series of animals we treated, and they all died, Mark, and they all died, and we say, yep, that's what happens. <laughs> so yeah, Josh, Josh's one was good. Um, what we should take away from Josh, Josh's um, presentation? Well, he he did two presentations, you yes. remember, and um, and I was encouraged by uh, one aspect of his presentation where he was talking about. You know how, like, I, I hope everyone knows how zealous and uh, um, keen we are to work with um, analgesics and provide pain relief for our patients, um, particularly our reptile patients. Um, and uh, Josh was talking about some of the cases where he has worked with uh, uh, transdermal fentanyl with some of the reptiles. Yes. Um, and I, I took that as a... It's, um, I've struggled with it a little bit, but here, because I worry about the absorption across the scales, uh, but his enthusiasm for it and the reports of the success he, yep. that he's had has encouraged me yep. to look at it afresh. Absolutely. And I think when he reported too that some of them he had to take the patches off because they'd become so, you know, intoxicated, affected, affected, affected by the... Um, yeah. by the um, by the um, patches there, Mark, and and I did have a poke around at some of the published papers um, once he, um, after that presentation there, and 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 certainly we do know that um, it it does have an effect in reptiles, and that it does have it is absorbed. But um, the difficulty is um, trying to 
trying to determine um, you know absorption rates um, and um, I think one of your concerns was there Mark how the hell do you get it across that transdermal barrier especially if you're sticking that patch over scales Mark if you've got a particular species of reptile that has very thick scutes etc or, or scales um, um, is it going to get absorbed or not? And um, I think it's an interesting question. Well, I think, and the interesting thing about it is that it hasn't been answered to any significant extent, but um, I'll be encouraged by uh, Josh's experience to give it a crack, I reckon. Um, the other thing uh, about the other presentations that um, that struck me was that there was a there was a little bit of a another theme that ran through my mind. Um, I mentioned it before, the... the Ethics, the, the the concern for the the greater good, and obviously antimicrobial stewardship is is one of those. But yep. um, I've really enjoyed the remote presentation um, about environmental toxins. Well, we're all going to die, Mark, and it doesn't matter um, what we try and do to fix the world. We're all going to die. That's my summary from Matt Landos, um, who's a who's an aquatic vet and um, he's done lots and lots of um, um, studies and ongoing studies into environmental toxins and um, you know I've been a bit flippant there but um, um, yeah he, uh, a, a very thought-provoking um, presentation uh, and always difficult to do one via zoom um, because he couldn't attend in person um, and everything, from, yeah, environmental toxins from airborne, but also um, 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 contaminants from from agriculture um, flowing into fish farms, and I think that's where he became his interest was peaked with with um, fish being deformed from a from a macadamia farm spraying um, to try and help the macadamia trees um, and and kill the other. Um, um, trees around um but i've got to say brendan one of the things i like about um matt making this presentation is and and it is possible for us to become a little bit overwhelmed by all the the potentially negative things going on in the world but um i admire matt for taking the time to um try and spread the word he's zealous um and He's so keen to make sure as many people know about it as possible. Um, and that's the sort of action you need to take when you see something like this in the world. So I've got a lot of um, admiration for the man. Yeah, and that he's hammering away trying to get the point across um, with a lot of facts. And he has done for, for many years now. And I, I yeah, I, I, I dipped my lid to him, Mark. I dipped my hat to him because it, it must be hard not to not to toss your hands in the air and, and say um, nobody's listening and I'm, I'm going to give up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what about um, the the range of species never ceases to amaze me, but this, um, I did a little count, you had, well, while we were doing our prep I did a little yep. bit of a count and there were um, of the 24 uh, main lectures for the um, the the, the um, scientific presentation. There were ten of them that were associated directly with um, with rabbits. Do you think that uh, <laughs> rabbits are growing as a a, um, a companion animal? Do you think that um, that part of the veterinary industry is growing, or why? What, how did this happen? Yes. I, I, it's multifactorial. <laughs> I think there's several things happening there. Yes, that as 
Um, rabbits are probably increasing as pets, but I think more importantly than that, that, that um, people are taking their rabbits to vets more often than they used to. Okay, I think that's more of a factor. Um, and also, well, specifically at our conference, um, some of the presenters are, are um, I think, world world leaders in rabbit medicine and surgery, and they just happened to present. Um, so, so that's why we had some more rabbit rabbit topics than we have in the past as well. But yeah, when when you said ten of them were rabbit papers, if you had a asked me to guess um, previously I wouldn't have said that but yeah um, so yeah. And, I, and there was I mean as I said before n none of them they were all excellent none yep. of them but I was really wrapped with um, uh, uh, Dr Lizzie Selby's presentation um, I've done quite a few uh, ear surgeries in my time um, and some of the, the refinements that she presented um, some of the slight modifications for the uh, ear canal ablation or the, the um, uh, uh, tympanic bulla ostectomy, um, they were very, they were useful. I found them very useful, Brendan. Yep, and I think it fit in very well with our, with our um, ongoing theme of antimicrobial resistance, etc. Um, and Lizzie stressed, you know, that um, if we can perform surgery on these chronic ear-based abscess cases instead of treating them medically, it's um, a better way to go um, if we can um, manage to convince the clients that um, to, to, to give us the okay to do those surgeries on them. So, yeah. Um, so that was one of the excellent rabbit presentations there, Mark. Um, we must, but while I remember, we must make sure that we... Um, give a shout out to our keynote speaker of at course. the conference which is Dr Todd Driggers from um, Texas um, and Todd was kind enough to come out and give several um, presentations and in his own style which um, was well well received and um, um, you know probably one of my favourite well the favourite title of, of a presentation um, this conference was his first one this morning mark which was the last day of the conference and you know people had their cups of coffee and they dragged themselves out of bed after a big night out um, and and uh, were presented with the problematic cloaca mark. Um, so isn't that a fantastic um, title for a, for a pr presentation there? So, and we are a little bit um, parochial, uh, uh, you know. We are we enjoy our Australianness at these conferences, but I reckon the conferences are enhanced by the different perspectives that the international keynote speaker brings, and definitely Todd was uh, no exception to the great tradition of uh, international presenters. Um, he did a great job of um, of canvassing the the topics that um that he went he, he ranged like there was not just one topic he he, he uh, used his clinical experience uh, to range over a wide uh, area of uh, exotic veterinary practice and um i think he was uh, uh, universally acclaimed for the topics well, he covered well let's be honest, Mark. We flogged him. Um, we, we said, if you want to come out here and we'll pay your airfares and accommodation, you have to um, you have to talk and keep talking. So, but, um, but he was um, yeah, he was great. Um, so well done, Todd. And speaking of international um, presenters, Mark, I, I 
thoroughly enjoyed the very last presentation of the conference by Shanks, um, who's a who's one of the head vets at Singapore. Um, well, they've got like four zoos now that are sort of connected together, but um, um, a Singapore zoo vet, um, and he um, and he's had series of what four avian um, outbreaks of disease that they had to deal with in, in various aviaries and the approach to to um, to flock management mark and um, I thoroughly enjoyed his um, presentation and he had a excellent and probably why I enjoyed it um, he had a very dry sense of humor and um, um, it was it was a great presentation and it was and, and it really updated uh, a lot of the concepts that have long been um, established in flock medicine for birds um, uh, Shanks was very uh, conscious of how those things have evolved and there's not a whole lot of stuff that's been published about them but um, he brought a lot of science and common sense to those those uh, circumstances and the specific examples and the way he worked through them illustrated it perfectly. Yep, yep, so well done. And he um, he almost pulled out the prize, the prize, Mark. Do you want to talk about the prize oh, that we have at our conference? Goodness. So it's now, a, a, obviously everyone who listens to the podcast will be aware of the world-famous tradition of the uh, the award for the most uh, educational and entertaining speaker at the UPAV conference. Uh, the first award was um, uh, a, uh, well, I have to be honest, it's a, a um, freeze-dried lacquered cane toad on a stand, um, from which the award has earned its uh, its uh, long-standing name, the Toady. Um, and this each year, Brendan, I've been impressed with the uh, the the um, the nature of the award. There's always a, a nice little wooden stand and a lovely little brass plaque claiming the the speaker, um, and it's accompanied with the most tawdry. Uh, um, uh, uh, unusual souvenir-style gift um, marking the, Australia, and the winner gets to keep that forever. It's not <laughs> a perpetual trophy that you have to give back after a year or whatever. So yeah, every year the committee has to come up with something unique and ta- oh, this- tacky that um, that everybody fights over. So yeah, um, it's voted on and. Um, it's the most entertaining and educational um, presenter, and um, it's always very hotly contested, isn't it, Mark? And this year, I tell you what, it was very well deserved. Um, one of the speakers we've, we've already just mentioned, Joshua, um, won the Toady Award, and um, well, the Toady Award this year was extremely unique, wasn't it? It was a hand knitted or hand crocheted stuffed. Bin chicken, Mark, a white ibis. Bin chickens, as we call them here in Australia. And I think many vets worldwide would know the term bin chicken, wouldn't they? Oh, many would. And all the the, the way that it raised uh, the um, delegates' interest and the speakers' uh, um, aspirations, that that award just like stood out. Um, an outstanding example of uh, Australiana. Yes, so Josh is headed home with his bin chicken. Hopefully he get through um, customs when he gets through the other side at the airport. And um, I'll be fascinated to see what the next toady is next year. So the conference next year, for those of overseas listeners, 
if you're keen to come out to an experience um, this fantastic conference it will be in the nation's capital won't it Mark? it'll be uh, an exciting i think late in the year october maybe november yeah um in but canberra um, in the australian capital territory and it will be in conjunction or back to back um well at the moment it's planned to be with uh, another group the uh, aavac which is the association of avian veterinarians Australasian chapter, so the local chapter of the AAV organisation, Mark. And a very, a, very useful way to, because they're bookended, it's a very useful way to rack up a significant number of CBD points and, yes, meet uh, an outstanding coterie of, um, well, world class veterinarians and speakers. Yeah, so wouldn't it be great if we had a few listeners attend there, Mark? Well, I think listeners that we have um, attend the conference. So, if you're interested in the um, UPAP proceedings or the um, any of the uh, topics we've we've chatted about, drop us an email vetgurus at gmail.com. Anything else to say, Mark? Just that I had a wonderful time, Brendan. Ditto, Mark. And um, I think next week you'll, you'll be up north. We'll be on the internets, and we'll be back to normal. Thanks for listening to the Vet Podcast by the Vet Gurus. Don't forget to visit us at the website vetgurus.com where you can subscribe, view show notes, listen to previous episodes and more. You can contact us via email at vetgurus at gmail.com to ask a question or just say hi. Thanks again and see you next time. Thank you.